You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Elisa. Welcome to the first episode of Geekiest Show Ever of 2024. Happy New Year! I should have had a horn. <laughs> Where's Guy when we need him in a sound effect? Yeah. <laughs> Guy! Yeah. Fill, fill us in, will you? <laughs> so how was your New Year's? It was actually pretty good, despite having a little bit of the stomach flu bug that, that seemed to go through everybody. Mm. Uh, it was brief, but it was... Eh, you know, you just feel kind of meh. Yeah. At first I was like, oh, was there some bad food? Or, you know, because you know how it is with leftovers from Christmas and stuff. And things go into the back of the fridge never to be seen again until you really want to eat it. And then it's like, hmm, does it smell okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I might have. Uh, well, I thought I was taking my chances. And at first I thought, oh, it was just bad food. But then I started hearing. Then the kids had it. And then. After I was over it, I went to a doctor's appointment, and they said a lot of people come in with it, so it was definitely something that went around. Did you guys have a stomach bug at all? No, no, but there has been a lot of sickness going around. There's been well, more yeah, cases of flu, more cases of COVID, yep. RSV, colds, yeah, yep. a lot going, up, all going around. Tis the season. Mm -hmm. That's why I, I, I figure I feel pretty fortunate and pretty grateful because if, if that's all I got, then I did pretty well because... In times past, I've been just really, really sick because we have our, our birthdays to celebrate in there in between right smack dab in the middle between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> so and I, I kept telling my niece and nephew, I was like, don't get me sick. Please don't get me sick. Please don't get me sick. We have a concert to go to. We had a party. We had a lot riding on our, our birthdays this year. So it, it turned out very well. I was happy that I didn't get sick until New Year's Eve. And I even, you know, even as sick as I was, I was still able to enjoy it and plow through it. I just rested a lot in the in the following days and just took my time with it. But other than that, we had we had a great holiday. We had, you know, family visiting. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, I don't know if you want to get started with that. Yeah, or go ahead. Tell us. Did you? Okay. So yeah, we, did, we didn't do anything. Was, so I have nothing to we share. We didn't do anything. <laughs> just, just boring holiday, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you just did some shopping to make up for it, huh? Sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had done plenty of shopping before that. And that's, I think, what kind of helped us have a, a good holiday because we were really enjoying the brand new TV. Um, I know I was supposed to report back on some things. I still didn't get around to figuring out if I could somehow modify the the TV remote that comes with the LG TV. But honestly, I have to tell you, I only use the Apple TV with it. I barely ever bother with the LG OS I think it's called WebOS, I think. Whatever the operating system is called. I just, I barely ever deal with it. I Everything is set up through the HomePod and the, the HomeKit um, because we have the Apple TV 4K. It's not the newest version of the 4K, but it's like the one that came out before that. Um, and the HomePod. And so, you know, it's, it's, what is it called? Like, it's like a home hub type of thing. And everything's just routed through there. So all of our new strip lights that we were gushing about last time, uh, everybody that came to the house really loved those. In fact, my neighbor, <laughs> I showed her what the kitchen looked like after we put, we put up three sets of strip lights. I think I sent you pictures yes, of it, you right? Did. You've seen what it looks like. I showed Tom and he goes, no. Did you? I, <laughs> no, we're That's not doing funny. that. I'm like, okay. That was his first reaction, huh? <laughs> he said, to, to quote him, he said, tell Melissa no. 
funny. <laughs> yeah, you, you should talk though because it's, you're the you're the one that created the monster. <laughs> oh, I bought more Govi products since since we talked about it last time. Oh yeah. Did you join the Reddit? No. There's a whole Reddit forum about it. In fact, I I think I joined it just to see and like. Every day, I get at least three new notifications about somebody doing something new with Govi Lights. So there's a whole community no, I, of people that are doing I had stuff. gone to the doctor for my annual physical just before Christmas, and I was saying, you know, I've got very dry skin, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I've had that in my entire life. And he said, well, you probably should have a humidifier. I said, well, oh, right. I don't really care for humidifiers because I find what they do is they don't put that much moisture in the air. They put a lot of dust all over the furniture. And right, it's the weirdest right, thing because white dust. the tissues, you know, I have tissues next to my bed, tissues in the bathroom, and you go to, you know, get a tissue and you put it to your nose and it stinks because Moist. it's, a, no, it's not wet. It's just the smell. Oh. Oh, in fact, uh -huh. even last yeah. night when Tom was coming into bed, he goes, it smells like something's burning in here. It's the dust. <laughs> and you weren't cooking this yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> it's the dust. But I said, okay, yeah. what the heck? So I ended up going online and I bought a Govi humidifier. Through and moisturizing as we speak. <laughs> and of course, I have all that set up through the Govi app. I have, and, and, yep. and again, you can set different colors to it and you can turn it on and off remotely. I have um, the A lady. Isn't that cool? The A lady can turn it on and off. So then what I did is I bought a Govi, what's the word? Hygrometer. Oh. It's one of those little devices. I just put it on my dresser and it tells you what the temperature is and what the humidity is. Well, that makes sense. And so you hook it up after you get a so humidifier. So you sync it to your humidifier yeah. and then uh -huh. you can tell it when the temperature gets to be this temperature, turn off the humidifier. Mm -hmm. Or if the humidity yep. gets to be this amount, turn it off. Or if it drops below this amount, turn it on. And that's handy. Tom just shakes his head and <laughs> <laughs> See, it sounds like it's kind of cool that you're doing everything through the A lady and I'm doing everything through the S lady. So we kind of have these different experiences. But that I don't use like the that. A lady. Like, like my front door, oh, really? my front post outside, Not I can yet, also anyway. turn on and off through the A lady, but I just use the app and I have it set up every day. Mm. I just go mm -hmm. into the Govi app and then mm -hmm. I just turn it on and off. Uh, Tom uses the the smart heater constantly. Because mm -hmm. it's been not that bad. When the temperature isn't too bad outside, he can turn it on into the sunroom where we have no heat in the sunroom. But it is insulated, but there's no heat. Mm -hmm. And if it's a nice mm -hmm. day and the sun is shining, he goes in, turns on the heater for about an hour, has it set so that it goes up to 71. And once it reaches 71, it turns itself off. And if it drops below 71 in the room, it turns itself back on. And he sits out there and reads or watches the football game or whatever. And so now he's the one who's playing with it. And I have a purple light on it for you. <laughs> and he turns the lights on. He didn't on. say no to that. <laughs> he turns the lights on and off so that, you know, there's not enough overhead yeah. lights so he can see what he's reading. He turns on the Govi lights so they're white. So they give, you know, they give more light so he can see. We had company. So he's using the app on his phone, yes. right? And we had company yeah. the other night. So I set up the lights. We didn't go out there because it was too cold. But I set up all the lights in like rainbow colors and I'm like, look what I did with the light. They're like, ooh. Party lights. They're like, oh, that is yeah. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's that's been the most fun is like impressing friends that have come over with with the lights and stuff. They they think that's cool. So that's why I was I was going to tell you is that now my neighbor wants to do it because I invited her over and she's been wanting to do something in her kitchen. She was talking about doing a border with like sunflowers or something, and then she saw my lights and she was like, "Oh, I want to do that." <laughs> so I'll probably get roped into roped into going over there and helping her with it. Yeah, like I, I, you, you see how how uh, disappointed I am in that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get to go over next door and play. Do I have to? <laughs> yeah, do I have to? Come on. Oh, such torture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the lights have been super fun. Um, and just like like your husband, you know, kind of training t- him to get to use this technology. So Nate's actually been using his voice more and more. He does still get frustrated because, like, it doesn't work because he's still trying to learn what to say. Like, we'll say, hey, S-Lady, um, I'm tempted to say... Oh, he he wants to say like living room on or TV on. And I tell him you have to say turn the living room TV on. Like it's just I forget what it is now. I have I even have a note somewhere stashed. In fact, you know what I just did? Uh with setting up the lights, right? So the lights, the strip lights, they're just plugged into a smart uh smart plug, right? So I can turn them on and off with my voice. I still have to get another smart plug because the third strip light that we put up way up higher that one we still have to use the little tiny remote it's like it's like smaller than the palm of your hand you know the little tiny remotes i'm talking about mm-hmm. they're yeah. just a I, I think it's bluetooth if i'm not mistaken or no actually that must be ir because it is it is line of sight that's why they have the little little antenna that comes that's out that's what we use the for the lights in the basement the little, yeah, the little yeah, yeah, five dollar right. five dollar lights that we bought we have that right. little tiny remote Right. So now since I've been buying these lights, I have a collection of those little remote controls, right? Well, it turns out that you can use one remote, even though it came with a different set of lights, it will still work to, to, to power the light strip on and off. And you can change the colors. It's just that the diodes or something are probably not matched to what shows on the interface, like on the panel. Yeah. So you might be pressing the blue but it's really the off button. Or you might be pressing red, but it's green or something to that effect. And so I went through, I must have gone through four different or five different of these little RGB uh, uh, IR remote controls that had come with different, you know, they got mixed up and I didn't know which one was which. And so Nate said to me, he's like, will you please label these? So I was like, well, I label them. Okay, I'll label them for you. So I got out the label maker, you know, another one of my toys. I labeled each one and said, okay, this one is for... Uh, so I, I did figure out that I was able to get one remote control that will change the colors of the strip that goes behind the TV and the and each of the one of each of the three strips that are in the kitchen. And then I have another one that I put a I glued a magnet on the back of it, and that one will control a smart bulb that we have installed in a lamp out on the back patio. So now I can just leave it on. Like I can leave the knob turned on, but then I can use the remote to turn it on and off and change it colors. So like when we're out in the hot tub at night, I can make a purple, of course. And that's so my that's, front that's lamp. That's really handy. Mm-hmm. That's either yeah. either with either via the A Lady right. or the app. Though in that yep. case, I mean, I can do things like I can I can make it flash red, white, and blue, red, white, and blue. I can make it flash all these different colors, make it bright, then lower, then bright, then lower. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that on my front post. Can you change the speed of the the strobe? 
Can you make it go really slow and like I blend really slowly? don't remember if I can do that or not. I know I can change the intensity of the color. Yeah, and, and I, you can change the pattern of the color. And I can change like. the pattern. And I mm-hmm. only have it on white, but you can make it cool white, daytime white, mm-hmm. warm white. Yeah. All the, I always make it the brightest white possible. Because I was looking out the window yesterday and I noticed yeah. my neighbor, hers is solar. So when mm-hmm. it gets dark out, the light is on. And when the sun comes up, it turns off. I don't want that because if you have like a really cloudy day, the light is going to be yeah. on all day. I don't want that. But yeah, hers is true. warm. I like bright. Mm-hmm. Bright. So it illuminates the walkway better. So yeah. that's what I've got. Less, is less of a tripping hazard. So I like the See, white. See, now we have, we have that on either side of our garage. We have a like a lantern style yep, so do light. Yep. And it has solar sensors on it. Now, we don't have that problem with things getting cloudy very often. So it, it works out here where we are. But inside those lanterns is where I put the smart bulbs. So now the smart bulbs, I can change. So what I do is I change them for the holidays. So for St. Patrick's Day, it's going to be green, of course. You know, for for Christmas, we had it red and green alternating. <laughs> Looks a little goofy. Our uh, Our outdoor light game is not up to snuff yet like it it is still kind of very basic we just have a strip that goes around the garage but i want to pull those down because and that's why i'm a little bit leery like i i think i will probably in the future i'll save up and invest in the govi for the front of the house because it seems like from what i've seen in just the brief amount of that i've read about the community it seems like people are having fun with them and it seems like there's lots of support if you have ideas and you know people will ask questions like how do i get it to do this and you know somebody has an answer kind of like the apple forum so i i like that i'm attracted to that aspect of it so i'll probably go with govi for the outside the exterior of the house but i know it's going to be an expense so that'll be something to that'll be our next savings goal um but for right now we just have like three smart bulbs we have one in the front porch one on either side of the garage. And then we have that strip light that was supposed to be rated for outdoor, but it's not because something, it, it it's very limited in the colors, like the remote, I've tried all the remote controls, nothing controls it. I can unplug it and plug it back in and I'll get a different color each time. <laughs> so it's, yeah, that one's got to go. That was a failed experiment, but you know, it, it was like 20 bucks. Um, I hate to waste 20 bucks, but it is what it is. Maybe I'll try to, I'll try to repurpose it somewhere else, maybe in the backyard or something. Um, so yeah, so that'll be a future project when it comes to lighting. But we just, we really enjoyed it. We've, we've been really enjoying turning them on and off. So what I was saying about the kitchen is we can turn them on and off with our voice, but then to change the color of them, we have to use the little tiny RGB remote. And that's where I was able to play with all the remotes and figure out which one of the remotes controlled all of the light strips the best. And, but the thing is, is like, now you've got that one remote. And so I ended up I ended up getting, um, it's really pretty, actually. I should put a link to it in the show notes. It's a Kleenex box holder. I always get the square cube type tissues. And then it has like little slots for your remote controls. And it's like really pretty and it's got a floral pattern on it and everything. So I keep threatening everybody like this is where the remotes live. They they don't go on the couch. They don't go on your lap. They stay in here when you're not using them. They got to be in this little holder thing. And uh, so Nate asked me to label them. So I put a label on the back of the little remote as to like this controls the living room TV lights and the kitchen strip lights. And I even put the incantation like this is what you say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So that's how that's how I'm training my husband for for what to say is like, just look on the back of the remote. I, I gave you a script to follow. Just follow the script. So that that should help out with that. So yeah, lights, lights, we definitely enjoy. It just, oh, it's just something about it just makes the the house so homey. And it just really changes the ambiance. The other little addiction that I have, in addition to the strip lights has been have you do you have any of the remote lighting candles? Have you seen those? No. Oh, I gotta, I gotta show you that. Um, well, well, you know it depends on what you mean. I did yeah. buy at Michael's yeah. over the holidays. They had the LED, not, not the tapers, but the, what do they call them? Those round ones? Uh-huh. Yeah. They were taller. Yeah, there's, like, there's a name for them. There's like called? Yeah. two tall ones and two small ones. And then it also came mm-hmm. with four votive candles. And the, mm-hmm. you had to mm-hmm. put batteries in the votive candles. I think it was the batteries mm-hmm. in the votive candle. Those, the CR2032s? No, those were the circular batteries. A's. I'm trying. Oh, I'm okay. trying to remember now. Mm-hmm. No, it couldn't have been. Must have been triple. No, it must have been triple A in the bigger candles. I know I went mm-hmm. through a whole package of of batteries. Yeah, but for the right. votive candles, I just turn on and off. There's like a little button at the bottom. You just switch them on and off. Mm-hmm. But the other four candles has the remote, and you can turn mm-hmm. them on one at a time, two at a time, or four at a time, and then you mm-hmm. can make the candle flicker or not. Now, tell me about the wicks. Okay, so we just left to get our candles, so that's why there's just a little <laughs> bit of a break. We are nutty. Oh, my God. Because we are so, like, we have such a light addiction, I think. I don't know what it is. Because that's the other thing that I ended up getting over the holidays so for a gift. Can you I had see, them on my wish list. Obviously, listeners yeah. can't see this, but Melissa can. So We'll, we'll show you pictures so in the show notes. But now we're, we're, so there's the we're doing show and tell. It's so show it's and tell with our candles. two, maybe six inch tall. Yeah. And then the other ones are four inches tall. Right. And I can do, and you can see on the remote where it says yep, two, I have four, the same remote. two, four, six, eight. Mm-hmm. So if I click on, yep. So if I yep, click I on, the same remote. let me turn that off. If I click on two. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was for that's that was timer. for two hours. That was timer. Yeah. That was timer. Okay, so yeah, because they'll shut off in two hours. Like if you just want to have them on for say a dinner. So if you click on this button here, you can see that yeah. this fades and comes back. Right now, show me show me what the wick looks like because for me it's all about the wick. Can you see? That? Okay, right. So it's recessed. So the wick is recessed, and it's kind of like a plastic um, with a point to it about the point and so the wick will kind of illuminate and i think like mine have that too where there's two settings you can either have it as so there's two modes one mode is candle mode and the other mode is light correct so if it's just set to light mode and and i don't know if you notice this or not but when you have it set to candle mode it will use batteries faster because it is doing more work when it's in candle mode it will take the base of the candle and change the light to like a flickering motion yeah. and and the wick will flicker too. But if it's in just light mode, it just illuminates, but then the wick is what which makes the light but change. But you can see also it has on the remote, you can make the change the brightness. So you can see yep. I'm And that uses more or less battery. So you can yep. see that it's getting brighter and mm-hmm. now it's yeah, if you crank dimmer. it all the way up, it'll it'll chew through batteries a lot faster. And then this one, 
But then when you do about that is you just get, it's, see, I have that almost a little, almost identical. Little yeah. Now this one flickers. There's no remote mm-hmm. for this one. This one just flickers a little bit. And that's just how it Yeah, came. if you if you keep them really bright, you'll chew through batteries faster. So what I'm probably going to end up doing is getting another set of rechargeable batteries, and then I'll just kind of like cycle through them. Now, for my little votive that I'm showing you, mine's similar, and it does just have a little switch on the bottom. They're very realistic looking. I should use a better camera for this. Let me switch my camera so you can see better. Um because I wanted you to see the detail of this. So I'm going to change it to... The only problem with these candles is they have glitter all over them. Yeah. So they made a mess all over my coffee table. Yeah, so yours sticks... So that's why I have these in a a wooden holder. Do yours have the dripped wax look to them? No, no. It's just all like you like, sparkly. Yeah, it looks like my nails right now. (laughs) And yours... You, the tips, the 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 tips of your candle sticks out over the top of your candle, and mine are recessed. Right. Yeah. Yours are deeper down. I I picked these out because I wanted these to go in very specific candle holders where I would see the wax, and it does. It looks very realistic. It really looks like it's got. I mean, I think I paid. They were on sale at Michaels, and I think I paid twelve or thirteen dollars for the entire set. I should look at Michael's. I didn't even consider that. I should look there. Um, well, I was there looking for something else, and I walked by, and I went, mm, this might be good. All right, now wait till you see these. So I told you I'm really picky about the wicks, right? Check these out. So these are now tapered candles. Okay, so I have them in candle holders. But I want you to see the wick of this. Yeah, that one looks like you really have it, a flame. It looks so, these look so, so realistic. Oh, my God. In fact, whenever people came over, I would go up and show them, and I would put my hand, my finger on the, the tip of the flame and watch their eyes get really big because it really does look real. They, they do have a wax coating on them, so they really look like a real tapered candle. They do. So I'm going to get really close to the, to the camera here so you can see what yeah. it looks like. It definitely looks like a flame. Now, this one is a three. I like this one the best out of all of the, the. it's called a dancing flame. When you go to look for these, I'll, I'll find the link and put them in the show notes because I had to be really picky and choosy with it. If you look up dancing flame or 3D wick, I think that's what it might be. But some of them claim to be this when they're really not. They're actually more like this like this wick where it doesn't move, it's just stationary. Only the tiny little bulb gets brighter and dimmer to make it appear like it's a flickering flame from a distance. But this one, the dancing flame, this is actually something that you can move with your fingers. You can you can wiggle it. And this one, it actually when you when you feel it with your fingers, you can feel that it's three-dimensional and it's shaped like a like a flame. And it's really really nice. It it barely it, it's t- it's a tiny little bit recessed in that you can see the little black stem that looks like the wick of the candle, and it does go down in there, so it glows just a tiny little bit from the inside, but it doesn't look like some of them where I've seen where you can actually almost see, they're almost a little too transparent, and you can see the batteries through it a little bit, so that part I don't like, but these these are just phenomenal. I love these, and again, these have the same remote that you have, and I can brighten them, dim them. Uh, change the timer and turn them on and off. And then this one, 
Now, my my sciencey nerd nerdy brother-in-law really really likes these, and that's saying something. This is a kind of like the ones that you were showing me. These aren't tapers; these are the wide ones. I have all these remotes here now. So these come in different heights, and then take a look at. So these these do the same thing yours do, where if you put it in candle mode, it will flicker the flame intensity of brightness while also flickering the the recesses like the inside of the candle so that it illuminates from the inside out and that makes it really look like it's got a real flame to it now look at the flame on this mm -hmm. one yeah that one looks now, good do too you, do you see it wiggling yep now i'm not exactly sure what the science is behind this but if you were to look really closely i'm going to bring it in a little bit closer so you can see there's a little tiny wire in there Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see it. You see the see the wire. Yep. Now this one, if you if you put your fingers on it and pinch it, this one is flat. It's not um, it's not rounded like the other one. I think what I'll do for the show notes is I'll try to take some really good pictures of these. But the way that this one works is it's just um, it's it looks like a there's a wire in the center, and the flame is shaped in such a way that there's weight hanging down. And so just a tiny little bit of air current, and it could be that maybe, I'm not sure, but maybe there's something going through that wire that's like maybe just a very, very faint, like static electricity type of a charge that makes it wiggle. Because I can, I can, I could blow on it, but it just blows it back. But something, something in there makes it wiggle. And the way that the light is cast upon this, it's even got a little bit of a shimmer to it. It is just one of the most realistic looking flames and wicks that I've, that I've seen. I'm kind of torn between this taper and the, I wish I could, I wish I remembered what the name of this, the wider shaped candle is. It'll come to me later, but these are the two are the best that I've that I've ever seen, and I've kind of collected these over the years, and these are my favorites. So I'll definitely put a link to the show notes because I did get those these gifts from my my mom got them off my wish list, and that really came in handy. But I think you'll really really like those. So I have three I have three sets of very realistic looking candles with whether it's the realistic looking dripped wax or the realistic looking wick and flame. I do have one other set, but they were too far away in the house that I want. I didn't want to. I didn't want to derail the show too much, but I'll I'll include pictures of those in the show notes too. And that's another. Let's see. I have one, two, three. That would be a fourth style of wick where it very much looks like you can see the black. You know, like when you light the wick and it turns black from the fire, you can see that black wick part, and that flame is stationary. It doesn't move. But the way that the light inside of it moves, it makes it look like it's like an optical illusion and it looks like it's moving. Those aren't as um, the actual body of the candle is not very realistic at looking at all. It's very plasticky looking because there's no there's no dripping wax on it at all. But that could be easily changed. I mean, those could be modified. You could probably take real wax and drip it on there to make it look a lot more realistic than it is. But those wicks are pretty nice, too. They just they don't dance. You know, they don't move physically, but they do glitter enough. So those I kind of have like up higher on sconces that I have on the wall in the bedroom so that you can't because you can't really see them up close. Whereas um, I have the ones with the dancing wicks. I have those on my bookcase. And and that's specifically because people walk up to them and then they have to take a double take and realize that they're actually not real. Because what's kind of cool is like I have them near my books. Like you would never put real candles near near your books, right? right? Of course. <laughs> but I can 
I could put these on there. And the other thing too is they cast, when I have them up on the top shelf of the bookcase, they cast kind of a, a shimmering light on the ceiling and that makes it look even more realistic. So I just, oh, I just love these <laughs> things. They're so great. So we weren't planning on geeking out about that, but we- We're geeking we out about <laughs> candles. <laughs> Might have to change the show title. <laughs> I don't know. It's still, it's still tech entertainment. It's still tech entertainment. Um, okay, so so far we talked about the strip lights, our candles, the the fake LED candle lights. Uh, what else? Let's see what was next on here. Oh, um, let's see which one do I want to do first? I'll do uh, FaceTime on the Apple TV. Uh, this was let's see when did this come out? I want to say it came out with iOS or TVOS seventeen. I think that's when they put FaceTime on the Apple TV. Uh, so what's really cool is now if you have, and you have to have the right combination of hardware and software, I'll find a link to put in the show notes about the specs for it. But for example, if we use my setup as an example, I have, like I said, the Apple TV 4K. It's not the latest one, but it's the one before that. And then I have Apple TV OS 17, whatever the latest version is now. We're up to 17, are we at 17.1 or 17.2? Oh, or 17.1.2. I don't know. I thought it was 17.2. Let me look. Is it 17.2 now? Let me look. Well, whatever the latest version 17. is. 17.2.1. Um, I... You'll know it when you update it. So, for example, let's say if you have a 4K Apple TV and you haven't updated in a while, if you update it, you'll know immediately because what they do is they now have moved FaceTime. Like, that just wasn't there before. Now there's a big FaceTime app that shows up in the very top row it's kind of like on your iphone or ipad how you have a dock at the bottom on the apple tv there's a dock at the top and those are for the apps that just stay there no matter where you're scrolling on the tv and so the facetime app now appears in that in that section up there so you know that you know something's different and so the way that it works so elise and i were playing around with this before we recorded so we could talk about it it's really really cool especially if you pair it with a uh, rotating phone dock, which I'll talk about in a minute. But the FaceTime on the Apple TV enables you to be able to put your phone on a stand or a table or like a floating shelf, or like in my case, I used a a phone cradle to put it in. I actually just stacked two tables on top of each other. You could also use a tripod. Um, but the point is to get the phone with the with a rear view camera facing you and put it either in a tripod or something so that you can just sit on the sofa and you can start a FaceTime call with the Apple TV remote. And it will first ask you, you know, do you want to connect your phone as a, I guess it's the continuity camera. So you're using, and I think you would, I think if you had a modern Apple TV, you would be able to do this, I believe, because you have the iPhone 13. It's probably, I think it is 12 on up, I want to say, because I, I was able camera? to do this. Yeah, I was able to XR. do this with my 12. XR. Oh, I XR didn't think I could up. use it. Oh. I looked it up and I was wrong. It starts with the XR as long as you're running iOS 17. Yeah. Okay, so you could do this with any model XR on up with iOS 17 and an eligible Apple TV 4K. Because I don't think this is not available on the HD model of the Apple TV because I have that in the bedroom. So I don't know if there was something that was in between those two models. But either way, like if you if you upgrade to TVOS 17 and if you see the FaceTime app in the dock at the top, you'll know that it's 
if you have the eligible phone, you'll be able to do this. And so what's cool about it is you can start your FaceTime call. It'll ask if you want to connect your phone as the camera. You, you connect it, you enable that, and then you can just sit back and sit on the couch. So we had a great time. We FaceTime called with our family that lives, well, they actually were visiting other family in Chicago. And so there was three of them. And like I was showing Elisa earlier, when you have a big screen TV and that's everybody's reaction when they find out that. So my advice to you is maybe not tell your family that you have them on your big screen TV because <laughs> everybody's like, oh, I don't want my face that big. That's exactly what but- I said when you put me on your big screen TV. Like, oh. <laughs> But what's cool about it is it's, 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 it makes you feel like it's kind of like a life-sized conversation. You know, instead of just being like this tiny face on a phone or an iPad, you're like life-size on the television. So I think it's it's cool that way because it, it feels a little bit more like you're having a nice uh, in-person conversation, even though it's up on a TV. Um, the trick is in trying to get the phone's camera into uh, a position so that when you're looking at your TV, whether it's up or in front of you, so that you're kind of like giving eye contact. And I do think that the center stage on the iPhone will try to, I guess it's its kind of freaky. It will try to like somehow fake it so that it looks like your eyes are looking at the person. <laughs> um, but I like, I like putting it in the iPhone cradle that I have, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes too. It's a little stand that you can put your iPhone into. It's called an auto tracking phone holder. And what's cool about this is uh, my mom got me this, so I don't, I won't have the exact version, but one that's actually very similar, in fact, has different features. This has a little camera in the base of it. And so you can give it a hand signal. Now, this one in particular, if you put your hand up, like you're saying, stop, like stop in the name of love. That's what I feel like. <laughs> is I, I just sing that in my head every time I say it. Or if you give it the okay sign, like A-okay, if you put the hand up to say stop, it will, the light will turn red and it will stop tracking you so that you can walk around and the, the phone stays stationary. Or in this case, like I picked it up because I was taking Elisa on a little tour around the house. Um, and if you give it the okay hand signal, then that means it'll turn green and then the camera will track your movement again. And this will rotate probably 360. Um, I didn't have it in a position where I could walk completely around it, but it's pretty close to a 360 rotation where it will just follow you as you're talking. So it's a great way to have a FaceTime video call where you're uh, recipients are up on the big screen TV, so they look life-size, and you're uh, in in field of view of your iPhone's uh, rear-facing camera, and you have it in this phone holder, which will rotate on a little wheel and follow you around. So you could be talking with your hands or giving a demonstration or, like, say, different people are talking. It will it'll follow whoever's talking and, and where they're moving to. So we were able to have everybody, the whole entire family, all snuggled up on the couch and we could just sit back. We didn't have to, nobody had to help hold the phone. There wasn't like, oh, you're making me dizzy. You know, like put me down. Uh, you know, just nice having the phone in one one stationary area where everybody could be comfortable and, and all talk to the people on the TV. So that was a really, really enjoyable experience for everybody. They really, they really got a kick out of that. The other thing that we did with Apple TV that was a real big hit was uh, we played the game Sketch Party TV, 
we, I've had this app for years and years, and we've played it with just our family occasionally, but it was a real big hit when we had the whole entire family here playing it. We had teams, we had like, I don't know, four or five people on each team, and it was just a blast. If you don't know what Sketch Party TV is, it's, it's kind of like Pictionary, but you use an iPad, you can use an iPhone too, but it's a little bit more fun on an iPad with a stylus, and you have the TV, the Sketch Party TV app installed on the Apple TV, you pair it with your iPad, and then what happens is what you're drawing is projected up onto the screen of the TV. But so you're given, so you take turns, you're given a word, and you have, I want to say it's like 24, 25 seconds to draw whatever that word is. And then the people on your team have to guess what it is. And as soon as they say what it is, like football, then you can tap got it. And then it gives you the next word. And I think it gives you, I want to say, like four or five words for each turn. And you can customize it. So we we played uh, with the New Year's Eve themed word list. So, you know, it was like, you know, ball drop in New York and Times Square and, you know, things like that. Those were the words that we had to guess and draw. Now, is this something so that you can play with people through the Apple TV or is it just people in your home but using the Apple TV as the screen? That's a good question because I was going to actually, we should try that together sometime. I think, I can't remember. I think the app might be free, but there's like an in-app purchase or something. So we'll have to experiment with that. But uh, so far as I know, I think it's just with the people in in the living room, you know, sitting there watching mm-hmm. the TV. I don't know that you can do it because that would be super fun if you could do that remotely. I imagine you could probably rig something up with like Zoom. I imagine you could have somebody else could be streaming on a Zoom call or FaceTime and have it pointed at the TV so that the people on, you know, remotely could guess what the word is. Right. But then... But that's something you're jerry-rigging as opposed to yeah, the actual exactly. sharing, like you can share music or you can share watching Apple TV together. Right. That would be really cool if it was eligible for share play. I think I'm going to have to write the developers on that if, that if that's not already a thing. But that's a great question. I want to I want to go investigate that right now. No, just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, that that was a that was a really big hit. I really really enjoyed that. We had so much fun. We played several rounds, and everybody really enjoyed it. There was lots of screaming and giggling, and <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty fun. So that was a big hit. So yeah, lights, lights, camera, action, pretty much was <laughs> was kind of our our holiday theme. Um. Let's see. Why don't you go next? You have a charging station that you got. Yeah. Um, I found <clears throat> I've always seen um, that people will buy these portable travel charging stations. And I'm, obviously, you guys can't see it, but I'm showing Melissa. So it's divided into three sections. So one section is for your watch, one is for your phone, and one is for your AirPods. And what you can do is lay it flat. So if you're at a hotel, you can just lay it flat. You plug it in one time, everything charges. Or as you can see, I just made it into a triangle and I can put my... Actually, I did that one wrong. That's cool. Yeah. So you can put your watch on one side your phone on the other you can it's very configurable you can stack it 
And what I like about this is that you don't need a puck for the Apple Watch like you do with a lot of these things that you buy, where you have to provide your own puck. It's everything's included. All you have to do is just find an outlet and plug it in. So I haven't really used this yet. I am going to Florida in a couple of weeks to visit a friend. And this is what I'm bringing. Because normally I bring... What I normally bring when I travel is this device I bought on Amazon a number of years ago. It's round, and you had to provide your own uh, charging puck for the watch, and that comes up. You kind of put it in the canister, put the top on, and the puck comes up the top, and then it has four USB-C ports. So I would plug in my phone. Tom would plug in his phone. We'd put in our Kindles. Not going to bring that this year. I'm just going to bring this charging but I, and then a cord for my iPad. Hmm. And I will probably still bring with me the iPhone charger just because if I need to charge my phone while I'm in the airport, it's easier mm-hmm. than you know taking this whole thing out. Yeah, plus I think it might be a little bit faster too Yeah, when you're charging. That's one of the, the things cable. about one of these things. Mm-hmm. This is not something if you're looking for speed, this is not it. Yeah, this is for like overnight while you're Overnight or if you're at your desk and you just need to top it off. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you're at sixty percent. You like to get it to eighty percent, and you're going to be at work for an hour or so. Plop it on, and after nice. the discount, it was twenty bucks. Nice, and from what you've been showing me, it looks very well constructed too. Yeah, it looks like it's pretty durable. Yeah, I tested it's it. It's not chintzy looking. I tested it ever so briefly, and everything charged. Nice. So that's got handy. That. And let me see. I'm just looking at my orders from Amazon. I told you about the. <laughs> oops. Let me go back here. Um, told you about the hygrometer. I told you about the humidifier, the smart humidifier. Yeah, that's a good combination of things to have. The charging station. Oh, I bought the watch band that you told us about last episode. <laughs> you and everybody else. Yeah, and I bought it in purple. And then the rest that of the things we already talked about, like the space heater and the vinyl records. Actually, my son, my, when my kids came over, they're like, what is this? I said, they're vinyl, they're <laughs> coasters. They're like, they're, you know, the rolled eyeballs. Like, yeah, okay, mom. <laughs> you bunch of weirdos. <laughs> you listen to music said, on these they're things? they're coasters. Oh. Why don't we have a little fun with it? I mean, they were six bucks or something. Six or, I don't know, it was eight dollars. Do, do they have a texture on them? Like, do they have kind of the grooves yeah. of the vinyl? Yeah. Do they? Oh, neat. So when That's they... Really cool. If they start to rip or not serve the purpose any longer, they were, let me look it up here. How much did they cost? I think they were like six bucks or they were. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was $7. Mm-hmm. Nice. $7 yeah. for six. I, you know, I'm good. Hmm. Hmm. Sweet. Yeah. So we had a pretty uh, enlightening <laughs> holiday is what it sounds like. <laughs> Uh, speaking of being enlightened, I do want to share a security tip. I think we'll wrap up with this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I uh, I think there was a, I want to say Joanna Stern did a report on it, actually several, about how the iPhone, or in, in this case, I guess the I, iPad, but the iPhone passcode is like a really weak point of entry. It's like a kind of a weakest link in the chain type of a thing. And... Uh, Speaking from experiences, not myself personally, but I know people who've had their iPhones either stolen or they misplaced it or left it behind. And uh, 
in the case of where it was stolen the second time for somebody, uh, the kid who stole it, they were they were smart and they they swiped up in the control center and they disabled Wi-Fi so that. The person could not use Find My on it to locate where it was because otherwise they just would have pinged it right away and the kid would have gotten caught, right? And so they were smart enough to swipe up from the control center and disable the Wi-Fi, disable the sound, and you know all and the and the cellular and all that kind of stuff. I don't know about yeah the cellular you can disable the cellular signal. Um, so ever since then I have kept that that uh, control center feature disabled for for this person. And um, another thing that I discovered is that you can lock your screen, your, your passcode from being changed if you use a screen time passcode. So I'll give you a scenario, and this is what was explained um, in the reporting in the story. I'll see if I can find a link to it. Someone was at a bar and they had keyed in their their either four or six digit passcode, it doesn't really matter at this point. If somebody is shoulder surfing, they call it, if they're watching over your shoulder, and let's say you're, you know, I can I can see, well, people would say, well, why don't you just use Face ID? Well, I mean, it's probably happened to anybody listening to you listening. It's happened to me in the car if I'm trying to unlock my phone and I have my sunglasses on and I haven't registered those glasses. Or I can imagine if like, say, say you're out at a holiday party or you're at a bar and you're drinking, never mind getting inebriated and like kind of losing, you know, uh, control of your, uh, your, I don't know. Your sense of security. Sometimes people do things not thinking if they've been inebriated. But even if you're not, like if if you're holding a drink and your and your hands are wet, sometimes when you go to swipe to unlock it with your face ID, you know your fingers are wet and there's condensation, and so the screen might not work, and so then it locks you out. Well, what do you have to do? You have to enter your passcode. So there there are going to be scenarios at any given time where you might have to enter your four or six digit pin or a unique uh, password. In any case, somebody could be looking over your shoulder. They call that shoulder surfing. And what happened in the case of this person who was a victim of it, somebody was shoulder surfing, watched them type in their code. The person came up, grabbed their phone, knew what the code was. They immediately took off with the phone and within minutes locked them out of their Apple ID completely. And the reason that they were able to do this is because once they had the passcode, they were able to go in and disable all of the Apple ID stuff or just, you know, get into their Apple ID, change their password right away. So even if the person like realized it within, you know, within it happening, they could have said to a friend, oh my God, that guy took off with my iPhone. Quick, let me have your iPhone so I can log in and change my my password through Apple ID. Like, you know, because you can lock the phone remotely through Find My because you can do that on a friend's phone. these these criminals that are doing this, they can do it so quickly that before you realize it's even gone, before you can find somebody to ask them, you know, open up Find My, and they're like, what? What's Find My, right? You know, in between that time, the, the criminal already has your phone and they've already changed your password. So to prevent that from happening, if you feel like you're a person who could find yourself in any one of those scenarios where you're out in public and, you know, you know you're going to enter your passcode, um, if you feel like you're at risk, this is what you can do to try to protect yourself. If you go into your iPhone settings, there's a section called screen time. 
And, you know, usually when you think of screen time, you think of, well, this is for kids. I don't have kids. You know, well, it doesn't matter because you can protect yourself. Go into screen time, um, go all the way to the bottom and set a screen time passcode. And what you can do is for yourself and and also for your family members, like if you have kids or teenagers or anybody really um, that's of, I guess it's under under the age of 18, they'll show up in the family section. You can go into their settings and under restrictions, whether it's for them or for you, you want to choose under content and privacy restrictions. It'll say block inappropriate content. That's where you can scroll all the way to the bottom where it says allow changes and you can disallow passcode changes and account changes. And what that means is now when you go into settings, the very first page, when you scroll down to where it says face ID and passcode, actually you'll see uh, standby, then Syrian search, emergency SOS, the face ID and passcode will not be visible. Why? Because you disallowed passcode changes. So it is a bit of a, like if you have this enabled and let's say you need to go make any changes to that, like say, for example, you needed to change something in your Apple ID, like say you were having a problem with iCloud syncing and you needed to toggle the switches on or off. That's just one thing I can think of off the top of my head. You would have to go into screen time and unlock the screen time and and set it back to allow and then go back here and wait for it to show up again. And then once it shows up again, then you can make changes. At the top, if you have your iCloud, or, or sorry, if you yeah, you, if you have your Apple ID changes disallowed, your name and everything will be grayed out. You can't even tap on that section at all. And if you have the uh, passcode changes disallowed, then you won't even see where it says FaceTime, Face ID and passcode that will not even show up as an option for anybody to click on. Okay. So if somebody were to steal your phone, they can't make any of those changes. Okay. Now, tell me again. Are you going to give it a try? Well, I'm, sure. I'm trying to follow along, but I'm not seeing the play same along? thing. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm in screen time. Yes. And where am I going? So in, let me give it to it on mine again. So under screen time, you're going to scroll down where it says, uh, does, does it say... Uh, add a screen time passcode? Because mine just says change screen time passcode because I already have one. No. You don't see the ability to turn screen time on at all? It, it's possible that it could be I, uh, it could be iPhone 15 and above. Mm, maybe, but I think I've been able to do this since the 12. I have... All the way at the very, very bottom. I have share across devices. Above mm -hmm. that is lock screen time settings. And Maybe that's what it is. But when I... Try that. Set a screen time passcode. Let me just do. There you go. There you go. Okay. Make so sure you remember what it is. Let me just do. <laughs> I'm just going to test. I'll just do one, 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 one for now. Okay. Re-enter one, 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 one. Mm -hmm. Screen yep, so you're time there. passcode recovery. If you forget the screen time passcode, you can use your Apple ID to reset it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then let me put in my phone number. But see, then like it makes it tougher for a criminal because they would have to know your Apple ID password to reset that and that's not something hopefully that they would shoulder surf and find that out it's oh. really the the four and six digit passcodes that are okay. really easy to see all right i'm gonna skip all right so i just hit skip it so it didn't go through um okay do you see restrictions for content and privacy restrictions yet 
I see that. Block inappropriate content. Mm -hmm. So tap there. Enter screen time passcode. I didn't, mine didn't go through. I canceled it. Okay. So I'm going to enter mine. So there's a switch at the top where you can toggle it on or off. And so when you toggle it on, then that makes all of these um, items in this list. So it's like uh, you can disallow things like location services, contacts. I mean, all of that kind of stuff you can either allow or not allow changes to it. So, for example, in the case of kids, like you don't want them turning off their cellular connection because, you know, like I know some teenagers that have been like, well, I don't know. I don't want you to know I'm at a party. So they'll disable their cellular so that you can't use the Find My or the location tracking. And if you have it blocked in here, they won't be able to turn that on or off. But all the way at the bottom, it's in different uh, sections. At the bottom, the last section is called Allow Changes. And then the two that you want to you wanna don't allow are passcode changes and account changes. Mm-hmm. And once you put a check next to Don't Allow, then when you go back to the beginning of Settings, back to the very, very beginning, your Apple ID is now grayed out and you can't even tap on it. And the and the section that starts with general under where it says Siri and search and above emergency SOS, it used to say where you could change your passcode, that's gone. So the only way to get it back is to go into screen time and then scroll all the way to the bottom and tap where it says content and privacy restrictions, and then you can switch that off, re-enter your screen time, and then now you can you can change those things. So you can you can go and say allow passcode changes and or allow account changes. And then you'll be able to edit that stuff. So that's just something, you know, you can do when you're with your family members. If you know that there might be somebody that's vulnerable to this happening to them, maybe just people that are situationally unaware. Um, I can think of maybe some older parents or something, you know, I mean, it's the worst thing that can happen is, is, is somebody taking someone's phone and then just completely locking them out of their of their Apple ID. I mean, what if that person is the family organizer or something? You know, I mean, it just, it doesn't just impact you, it impacts everybody else in your family setting if that happens to you. So not only do you lose access to your your own stuff and they can, you know, get into your banking information, they can unlock your notes app and things like that. They can find out all kinds of stuff about you that you have on your phone. I mean, what's the best solution? Live under a rock and don't use an iPhone, right? <laughs> like don't ever take a picture of a passport. Don't ever take a picture of, you know, any personally identifiable information. Yeah, you know, good luck with that. Have fun with that. <laughs> but this is for people who, you know, use their phones and and you know, their phone is their second brain, like in, in my case. So I want to do everything I can to protect it from, you know, it's one thing if it gets into the wrong hands, but if my data gets into the wrong hands, then that's that's even worse. So I'm um, hopefully uh, hopefully that is a, a helpful security tip if you want to try it out. I'll see if I can find a, an article or a step-by-step on it, but it's it's pretty simple to use. It's just one of those things where you have to remember. It's one more password that you got to keep track of. Put it in your password manager right away. Don't say to yourself, oh, I'll remember it because that won't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't make it one, 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 one. And, you know, don't make it anything, you know, really, really obvious. Um, try to pick a really good four-digit 
passcode. And that's the thing too, is it doesn't give you a choice. It has to be four digits. It can't be six and it can't be a complicated password. I kind of hope that maybe they would change that because um, it should be something that would be a little bit more secure than just four digits. But it is what it is and it's it's better, you know, it's a better uh, line of defense for when you feel like you might be, you know, in a large crowd and, you know, there might be some kind of complication with light or, you know, glasses or sunglasses or hats or, or anything, um, Mardi Gras, <laughs> anything that could prevent your face lock from your face ID from not working. One more hoop is, for the bad guy to go through. Exactly. Just, you know, nothing's foolproof. Nothing's perfect. Um, anything could be hacked if they really put their minds to it. But you just want to slow them down. Give your t yourself a chance to recover your information. So that's my security tip. Yeah. Security tip of the new year. So, Melissa, if people would like to share their security tips with us, how would they do so? We have a variety of ways. You can email us. Our email address is podcast at geekishowever.com. You can go to our website, geekishowever.com, and there's a contact page. You can send us an email that way. It might be fun if you actually uh, send us a an audio clip, you know, record yourself uh, asking a question. We could play it on the show if you like, or just send us an email. Uh, we are also on the socials, aren't we? We are on Mastodon. We are... At Geekiest Show Ever at techhub.social. Melissa is at the Mac Mommy at Mastodon.cloud. I am Sensei Dai at Mastodon.social. And to find Melissa in other places, she is at themacmommy.com. So we want to take this time to thank you so much for listening. We will be back again in a few weeks. And until then, please stay safe. 